We're Courtney Gilroy, Gina Quattrochi, and Jordan Strobeck. Our direct sales business brought us together, and it's our full lives as six-figure mom entrepreneurs that bring us here to share all of our best experiences and education with other moms building their social selling empires during nap time. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to the Social Selling Collective, the podcast. Hey, social sellers, we're going to dive into the episode in 20 seconds. But first, we wanted to say we hear you and we have something so exciting to share with you. We are officially announcing that the Social Selling Club is now open. The Social Selling Club is a virtual community membership filled with fresh monthly trainings, a live Q&A call with us, our other special guests, and a private app filled with like-minded social selling go-getters just like you and more. So if you've been thinking, I love my team, but I need more support than I'm currently getting, or I need ongoing guidance on what tasks to do to actually get and stay profitable in this business, or I'm ready to start making real money already, or you've been wanting to invest, but haven't been financially able to yet, then this brand new virtual membership community, the Social Selling Club, is for you. And we're raffling off an annual membership, normally $297, for free to one of our podcast listeners here this summer. If the Social Selling Collective podcast has helped you at all, please take a minute to support the show by downloading the episode and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help us spread the word about this podcast and we read each and every single one. And when you do, you'll automatically get entered into the raffle for this annual membership to the Social Selling Club. We'll announce the winner on Instagram at Social Selling Collective. So make sure to give us a follow there to see that you won. At any time, you can learn more about the club by visiting socialsellingcollective.com slash club. And for now, back to the show. Hey, social sellers, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, it's just Jordan and Courtney. We miss you, Gina, but we are talking about a topic that actually comes up quite a bit from a question perspective. And here it is. Do incentives really work? I am sure if you are tuning in today, you're thinking, oh, yes, this is going to be good. It's going to be juicy because it is. And we have some strong opinions attached to it. So I'm going to channel my energy in us and she is not here today. And I'm going to share the definition of what an incentive is. It's a thing that motivates or encourages one to do something. And while I really believe that incentives can be a great tool to motivate your team or to create community, you have to be really, really, really careful around how often you run your incentives and the types of incentives you're running. And also knowing your audience. If you're going to run an incentive, you need to know who you are running it for and why you're running it. Yes. We talk a lot about the importance of knowing why you became an entrepreneur, remembering that, leaning into it. And it's just as important to know why someone on your downline became an entrepreneur too, knowing your audience. Because from that why, you're able to identify what could be the most meaningful reward to them in pursuit of their greater goals. And when you can create the roadmap of someone achieving their goal faster, 
then that's what can add lighter fluid onto an internal fire within them. And so to answer the question here, do incentives really work? The answer is yes, but only when you know how to match the incentive to the why of the person you're incentivizing. How do you feel about that, George? That is so dang good. I wish I had my pen and paper because I would be jotting that down right now. (laughs) And actually, I'll go back and listen to this and write that down. That is so good. Can you repeat that one more time? That was powerful. Do incentives really work? The answer is yes. But only when you know how to match the incentive to the why of the person you are incentivizing. That is the missing piece. That is what leaders don't do well is they just throw spaghetti at the wall and see if it sticks. And I can't tell you, you know, the amount of times in my journey that I was quote unquote incentivized, whether it was sidelines running things or it was headquarters or whatever. And I thought, really? This is like, do you know who you're talking to? There's nothing about this that is motivating or exciting. And I just want to say that is the power there. If you want incentives to work, you have to attach it to somebody's why. It's just brilliant. And that makes so much sense because if you're trying to adopt a one-size-fits-all approach, then you could be listening to this and think, okay, incentives don't work. They only motivate a fraction of the group ever, if anything at all. And it's totally unpredictable. And that would be because only a fraction of your team might share a similar motivation theme. They might share a similar thread of a why. So let's say, for example, if you're offering a cash incentive, $1,000 to the person who recruits the most people to the opportunity call this month, then it's likely that the fraction of your team that's motivated by the income earning opportunity is who's going to jump at this. And the people who are motivated by, say, like something like leadership development time, maybe like a one-on-one mentoring call with you, they likely aren't going to step into that recruiting activity because you're not matching their desire. They don't care about spending cash as much as they care about spending time with you. So straight up, ask your team members. Send a survey to them if you have a large team. Ask, how do you like to be rewarded? What motivates you? Like, Get that intel. It's so valuable. It's so so valuable. And the other thing I want to just mention too, Court, there are people, it doesn't matter what their motivation style is or what their why is, they cannot be incentivized. At your core, you have to be intrinsically motivated. You could dangle a million dollar carrot down the street and say, just do these things or just hit this marker And you get this million dollars. And guess what? If they don't have that fire in their belly, they will never, ever, ever go for that million dollar carrot. And so it's also important to know that. And so Mm. I just want to just free you up. If you have people that aren't jumping at your incentives, no matter how amazing they are or how aligned they are with their motivation style or their why, it's because they don't have that fire and it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't mean that you, your incentives aren't working. And I think for me, you know, when I think about the way that I'm, I'm incentivized is I love recognition. That to me, if I'm recognized, which I'm like, wow, do I have a big ego? <laughs> Maybe. <No. laughs> but but I have always loved like to be recognized for, you know, my hard work. And so that's a big, that's an incredible incentive for some people. And also mine's experiences. I want experiences. Like when our company runs trips, 
you better believe I've earned the last few trips because that to me is incredible. I love to travel and see new places and do spa days at, you know, these amazing hotels. And so for me, I will run, I will run, I will sprint to earn that because I'm incentivized by experiences. You put product or a lavish bag or a brand new car, I'm probably not going to work for that. Although I'm going to work because I have that intrinsic motivation. But it is kind of fun to think also about like, how are you motivated? How are you incentivized? Jordan, I'm laughing over here because I'm like, oh my gosh, you are exactly the same with me. I, <laughs> I'm like, maybe it's the Sagittarius thing, right? Like people love travel, right? But I so agree. And there are definitely some pillar themes or categories of motivation. So you just hit, you just hit two big ones. In a way to incentivize people, what would you do? Yeah. So I think some core ways to incentivize people are every single month on our team, we recognize top sellers, top recruiters, top new volume. And we also do a consultant spotlight where we have somebody nominate someone on their downline where Gina and I literally will go live in our team page and just praise this person for the amazing job that they're doing. And people love to be recognized. A lot of people do, not everybody, but... We just find that this is one way to really incentivize our downline is to let them know that they're going to be rewarded and recognized for you know a job well done and for just showing up with integrity and character and, and energy and positivity. And so I definitely think that's one one way that you can you can build sort of that incentive culture into your team. Yeah, that's such a good one. And it's so fun because it does encourage everyone else to celebrate each other. And that's just so nice. And and like you said, some people love that public recognition. For other people that might not love the public recognition, just some quality time or feeling like they get to lock arms with you maybe in a new or different or up-leveled way. Like maybe they get to listen in on your director's call with you or maybe you do like a leadership brainstorming session together and do something that's business building and a little bit more, you know, one-on-one or intimate in that way. So, so good, Court. Also, another way that your downline might be incentivized is by physical gift. Like I mentioned, I'm not particularly motivated by gifts, but some people are. And they can be a really powerful way to to incentivize those individuals. And so um, as an example right now, I have this emerging leader group that I'm running. And I have created two um, tiers of gifts in this group where they're going to get a gift card to the place of their choosing if they complete the you know the activity challenge. And actually on that note, I do want to say one other thing around incentives is I love to incentivize the activity and not incentivize the outcome. Mm-hmm. Because everybody can do the activity. Everybody can do the activity, but if you incentivize the outcome, there's going to be a percentage of your downline or population that's going to automatically bow out and say, I can't do that. That's not going to happen. That sounds aggressive. And they're going to count themselves out before they ever even try. But if you incentivize the activity, we know that this is just a numbers game. And the more activity they do, they're going to get yeses. They're going to get new clients. They are going to get new, you know, business builders on their team. And so I do love to incentivize activity. And one way you can do that is by, Hey, show up and do these five things. And this is what I'm going to do. Another little example of this court is we have an opportunity call uh, that I'm hosting this week. And to this emerging leader group, I said, Hey, 
let's invite five people to learn more. When you invite five people, message this thread that you, you're done and I'm going to send you a Starbucks gift card. And I had like 10 people right away say, I messaged five people. And so I'm going to send out a little Starbucks gift card because, hey, it's fun. You did the activity and I want to just let you know I see you and I'm proud of you and go get a coffee on me. So there's fun ways. It doesn't always have to be these big, lavish physical gifts. Sometimes a Starbucks gift card does the trick and people love that. So I just wanted to throw my my sense there. You do such a great job at that. I'm sitting here just smiling, listening to it all because you really do such a great job of having some just awesome ideas, but then they also always just have like a, a great variety to them. I really appreciate that in you. And I also really appreciate what you said about rewarding the activity and then the activity plus the outcome because it's just like with kids, right? You reward them trying like stepping into something that might be something they've never done before or something that they're still new at or not as well practiced in. And that is what teaches them, hey, it's okay to keep stepping up to the plate. And look, they always ultimately hit the outcome. They always ultimately learn how to tie their shoes, how to climb up on the chair by themselves, how to buckle their seatbelt, whatever it is, right? Like you're rewarding the trying. And so it's not that your team is a bunch of kids, but it's we still are incentivized as humans the same exact way to think that we're not biologically wired the way that we were when we were little as adults. No, we are. It makes total sense. Love that. It's so good. And, and yeah, we extend that same kind of like grace and encouragement to our kids trying. We should a thousand percent extend that to, to our downline the same way. And I want it to be extended to me as well, right? Just, Hey, I'm proud of you for trying. Are you proud of yourself for trying? It's, it's a really, I think an important team culture precedent to set as well. So I love, I love that analogy. Yeah. And apart from gifts, there's a slight tweak that you could also do just to throw one more idea into the, the fire here. And that's acts of service. That's really at a high level, just doing something for the winner. And when you're in leadership, your time just gets even more and more precious, right? And more and more accounted for. But to make an incentive out of your time could be you using your time to do what you do best and doing something like joining the winner in a recruiting blitz where you hand them the set of leads that you helped curate for them. Or you help take something off of the winner's plate. Like maybe they get to borrow your virtual assistant for the day. So, you know, as you work your way up in leadership, there are so many ways that you can just get creative and be of service, still using your talents, but just in like a new fun way. And oh, I love that. That's so good. And, and actually, I have an example of that for someone on my downline who's actually, she's the top level of the, the compensation plan. She did an incentive acts of service specific where she had a set of winners. I think there were five or six winners and she all local to her. It was a local, geographically local incentive. And she hired a photographer and they all got to get lifestyle branded photo shoot done. And so like, so how good. cool is that? So yeah. yeah, there's so many ways that you can do an act of service based incentive. And I, I just, I love that. Love that idea. Yeah. And so with all these themes and categories that we just mentioned, you know, this is often why you'll see incentive bundles made. Like you'll see like, you know, the grouping images on Instagram or something for just general incentives. But on your team, you know, consider that as a visual representation of what you could do too. When leaders are targeting a variety of motivators in whatever their push event is, that tends to yield the best outcome overall. 
So just let it be an opportunity to get creative and have some fun and lean into the whys of your team. Just even paying attention to someone else's goals with intention. My gosh, that can be an incentive all on its own. I love that. And so to wrap up today's podcast, do incentives really work? Yes, they do. But use them strategically, use them intentionally, use them as ways to motivate and build community on your downline. But also know that those that are going for the incentives, those are the ones on your downline that are already intrinsically motivated. They're going to build that social selling empire anyways, because they realize the real incentive is the time autonomy. It's the financial freedom that they're building. It's not that dangled carrot. It's not that new purse. It's not that lead generator that you're giving them or that virtual assistant you're letting them borrow for the day. It's the time autonomy and the financial freedom on the back end that this business affords them. And they understand that to their core. So do they work? Yes, they work. Use them, but use them smartly. Thanks so much for joining Social Sellers. We'll see you next time. This episode might be over, but the conversation is just getting started. If you're ready for more, then you're invited to join us inside the Social Selling Club, our membership community for women in direct sales looking to up-level both business and life. As part of the club, you'll receive three social selling business trainings a month, plus a live coaching call with us, your collective coaches. And most importantly, you're building your own social selling network of like-minded, motivated women for friendships, collaboration, and accountability. You can join us now for less than a dollar a day. So come on over. You can sit with us. Find us at socialsellingcollective.com slash club to sign up right now. We hope you loved what you heard here today. Thank you for choosing to be here. We'll see you next time and inside of the Social Selling Club.